Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Inflammatory recovery, good versus bad. So inflammation is a universal response in almost all diseases. And that's, that's true, Hope. You know, the body can only do one of two things, either respond or not respond. And mm-hmm. if it responds to something, its only mechanism of response is inflammation. Mm-hmm. And another thing is that inflammation is just another word of saying immunity. Right. Inflammation is immunity. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so what differentiates a good inflammatory recovery from a bad one? Well, I can answer that one largely is whether or not the inflammatory system can shut down appropriately. But Mm -hmm. anyway, scientists have been attempting to describe the response for thousands of years until recently when a research team from Harvard Medical School identified common traits in the inflammatory response of people who recovered well after surgery or following acute illnesses such as COVID-19, a heart attack, or even sepsis. Researchers were able to identify recovery patterns by examining medical records from more than 4,500 cardiovascular surgical patients. Common patterns were found in the trajectory of patients who had a successful recovery. It was narrowed down to two variables that definitively identified these trajectories, white blood cell count, which is elevated during inflammation, and platelet count, which decreases as platelets are used for clotting and healing. Amidst the well-recovered patients, the white blood cell counts decreased at a consistent rate, and the platelet count increased at a different consistent rate. After receiving these results, the scientists expanded their research to include other types of surgical procedures and inflammation causing infections like COVID-19 and sepsis. So the results studying a wider range of patients were very similar to that of those of the heart surgery patients, regardless of their health conditions or age. The outcome of the study suggests there are patterns in the inflammatory recovery path for a large variety of diseases, which will allow scientists to have a better idea of what a good recovery looks like. So if they can identify a good recovery, they can equally identify bad recovery. Knowing which patients are at higher risk of a bumpy recovery, doctors will be able to intervene sooner and shift the patient's recovery down a more successful path. The scientists also want to further their research even earlier in the healing process. If they can find universal features of a good response from the very beginning, when patients initially develop inflammation after injury or illness, it will allow them to design new interventions that improve health outcomes. So I hope this is a really fascinating story for one reason and one reason only, is that a majority of human health 
and diseases comes down to whether or not the inflammatory system shuts down or not, period, mm-hmm. end of discussion. Mm-hmm. If you look at all the autoimmune disorders, all of them, it's all a result of inflammation not shutting down. Mm-hmm. The thing is that inflammation is also prothrombogenic. So what does that mean? We've talked about this before. Prothrombogenesis means the ability to clot. And what you don't want is clot in the blood, especially on the arterial side. Right. Because if it's on the arterial side, that can get into the heart heart attack, or they can get into the brain stroke. And so being able to shut down the inflammatory system in a more appropriate manner Mm -hmm. is really important. And I think that one of the next evolutionary bumps in humanity will be able for the immune system to find a new mechanism to respond to insults that is beyond inflammation Mm -hmm. because inflammation is basically like a blunt hammer. It works really well like a blunt hammer does, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you need something a little bit more nuanced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't really have anything to add to that. That was, that's amazing though. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Inflammation is something that really has always fascinated me. If I wasn't, if I didn't get moved into the social realm of medicine, Mm -hmm. looking at things like equity and stuff like that, I would be in the inflammation world. Really? That would, yeah. I was for a hot second, really diving very, very deep into inflammation because it's really fascinating. It is. It is. It's, you know, and again, inflammation is immunity. So, you know, I would have gone down that pathway, but, you know, I, you know, read that, uh, that, you know, I I read an article that changed my life and uh, forever has taken me down this pathway, which I'm much happier in. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, it is, it is definitely interesting because like to our detriment, our body will be <laughs> under severe yes. inflammation. Yes, to our detriment. To our that's detriment. exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. It, it, it blows my mind. It's like, wow, just shut off. Oh. Stop. <laughs> so do you know what the one thing that we have to shut immunity is? What? Steroids. Steroids. Okay. Steroids. Hmm. That's it. That's the only thing that shuts down inflammation. I mean, there are other things. I mean, yeah. there's immunocom, you know, there's medications that can that limit the immune system and the inflammatory system. Those things significantly limit your I mean, again, when you shut down the inflammatory system, you're shutting down your immune system. So right. all of those drugs are are drugs that create immune compromised states. Mm-hmm. That's why long, you know, chronic long-term prednisone, chronic long-term steroids, what have you, shuts down you know, it are immunocompromising conditions. And so this is why we use dexamethasone, which is a very, very powerful steroid in the hospital for people who have COVID. Because remember in the very, very beginning parts of COVID, there was this, this overcompensation of the immune system yeah. that people were so-called drowning in their own secretions. Yeah. And that yeah. was how people were dying. Yeah. So that doesn't happen anymore. Why? Because there was this strong inflammatory response that occurred in their lungs. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, we shut that down using steroids. Mm. So steroids are very, very powerful. So that's why people don't die quite the way they did in the very beginning of COVID, because we've learned every person who comes in the hospital is automatically started on dexamethasone Mm -hmm. and they never go into that uh, that pathway, we refer to that as a cytokine mm-hmm. storm. Cytokine storm, yeah. Cytokines are the building blocks of inflammation. Mm-hmm. And so we don't get that storm, that storm of cytokines that ultimately lead to massive inflammation in the lungs, which means fluid, which means that you're not able to uh, exchange uh, oxygen for carbon dioxide in the blood, which then feeds the organs, which allows tissues to live. Because once the storm starts, it's pretty 
it's is once it the storm starts impossible to stop it it is it is almost impossible yeah. to shut it down okay so we have very very invasive tools um things that are um that that bypass the lungs mm-hmm. um that allow the lungs to to basically sleep uh for a while and you breathe for a per- you, you actually are breathing for somebody just because their lungs are just like imagine a super super saturated sponge that will not pick up any water when you pass it over a countertop because it's so saturated that's what the lungs are like when they're super saturated like that they can't exchange oxygen for carbon dioxide wow that visual that is a great visual to describe that dr dairy that the sponge that can't pick up any more water on the counter yeah wow okay so certainly something we'll continue to follow on noise filter Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefilterthshow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right. <laughs>